Inside Nigeria, keeping you informed on what matters. Good morning. Welcome to the last edition for the week inside Nigeria on Leadership Television. My name is Winifred Dibobo and I have with me our regular guest on the program, Mr. Majid Dahiri. He's a public affairs analyst, a commentator. And uh, it's always a pleasure to host him on the program. Thank you very much. It's always a pleasure to be here too. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank God it's Friday. Yeah, thank God it's okay. Friday. <laughs> yes, we'll be discussing some major headlines stories on select newspapers, talking about leadership newspaper, Nigeria's most influential newspaper, his sister publication, National Economy, and two other papers. Now let's plug up with leadership. On leadership this morning says growing insecurity threatening 2023 general elections growing insecurity threatening 2023 general elections i make all eyes are on nigeria for credible post says united states of america free critical press essential for consolidation of democracy and grand guild of editors i must be shielded from political interference CSO, civil society organizations. And I, I don't know why I cannot but help. Going to security. Yes. But have you forgotten, Mr. Majid, that in 2015, it was, I think it was worse then, because Boko Haram was waging. Um, yet, I never was able to conduct elections. Elections are from Well, first, I, I, I mean, I always want to commend leadership. I don't know. Mm. I was at this event yesterday. Okay. Oh. And what we are supporting right now is exactly what transpired. Because that one is organized by the National Bureau of Editors. The headline, the riders are on point. Mm. They are accurate. They are factual, truthful, and an accurate reflection of the Nigerian community. So you know, I, I, I need to say this because this is what professional journalism is all about. And so that's thank you. Leadership is really, really taking the lead as one of Nigeria's fully influential people wow. because of the truth and the fact that it turned out. So it was the INEC Commissioner, by the Koye, who represented the INEC chairman, who actually made the point that growing security is threatening the 2020 general elections and that, uh, you know, it's important for Nigerians to rally around to make sure that we attain some level of peace and security before the elections. And of course, the event was actually partly supported by the US uh, Embassy. Mm. And so the representative there also called on the largest democracy in Africa mm. to live up to its building as a democracy. Because all lies on us to have a free, fair, and credible election in 2023. Now, a lot of the competitors there also emphasize the need for free press. Mm. Because Democracy cannot travel without freedom of expression. It's, it's an integral part uh, of democratic good governance. It's a critical ingredient in democracy. And CSOs, as rightly reported, actually made the point that INEC must be shared for political transparency. Mm-hmm. Because, let me at this point also commend Mr. President okay. for signing into law the amendment yes. to the Electoral Act. Mm-hmm. It's a very, in fact, for me, he, he, he actually, it was a shock to us. I wasn't expecting him because I didn't think he was going to sign it. So, but when he did, 
it's simply talking to the Nigerian is not too reasonable after all. And the president has done the best thing, that is the best interest of the Nigerian people. So it stands commended, it's commendable, and we thank the president for being the needful. Yes. Uh, so, but beyond that, the CSOs raised a critical, critical issue too. Okay, one thing is all a law, and that is to allow the critical stakeholders to operate the law according to the intent, the spirit and letters of the law. So it's important for us to continue advocacy against political interference. Yes, no, we almost had that. It we happened. almost had that in the nomination of uh, one of his commissioners then, the person uh, Exactly, that was said to have political uh, exposure. And one, yeah. even the person that was replaced, who said to, who said to be a member of the exactly. APC. But well, that she hasn't confirmed. I don't know if she's been inaugurated, but what it is, it's important that even if a PIP member or an APC member in the commission should not be able to advance the interests of the party. It's so, it, that's what the person was prevented from being that. So it's important that nothing is done to jeopardize the work of any and their independence in the process of conducting this election. So it was a very fruitful deliberation, very interesting. And uh, you know, if some of the recommendations that we are arrived at yesterday are taken further, I'm sure we have not just a better electoral process, but it will translate to a better idea. Yes. Now back to the issue of voting security. We talked about 2015. Yes. See, the problem we're having today is that insecurity has actually increased if you compare 2020 to 2014. Which was the year to the yes, election. Election, yes. Whereas you are battling with Boko Haram uh not east today you have a multiplicity of armed groups operating across the country in fact uh the activities of killer headsmen that those we call bandits are now trying to call them terrorists appear to be more white much more widespread than even the Boko Haram insurgency and so you have a wider area across the country today that is suffering from insecurity and most of these places are actually ungoverned. You can have a problem of having so much of our territory today in the hands of non-state actors that are actually levying taxes and you know extending authority as a pseudo government in some of these places. So there are the threats to the election that some of these people uh, are actually voicing out now. So it is actually more than 2015, I must say. And in 2015, the, the government of Jonathan had to bring in a machinery actually flush out man, uh, terrorists from the occupied government, 14 of them, to allow for elections. Mm. Now, but this time around, we do not know whether we've seen anything new in the approach mm. in the war against terror and security generally, because I think it is the getting one. The village seems to have reporting uh, killings anymore. It's like, we've become used to it. It's no longer news, except the number is very, very high. It is below 50 level, we don't report anymore because I'm told that when the photo went to the editor, that 22 people are killed, 10 were killed. Instead of 50, it's not to 50, you don't bother reporting because you know daily killings is now the new normal in Nigeria. So so it's much worse. So it's, it's, a, it's a valid point that I think it's really it's much worse today. Yes. And uh, the our headline story also talked about uh, the Nigerian bid of editor saying that free physical press is essential for consolidation of democracy. it, but I mean, you can't put better. You need to feel what the If not for freedom of press, we would not have had the opportunity to advocate for the reforms you are saying now in our electoral process. If there was a uh, target of the media against freedom of expression, 
I will not be able to hold what accountable. I put the pressure of the government to sign this law uh, into effect. So it tells you how critical it is. That's not the end of our job as political media. We must continue all the way to advocate for the implementation of this law to the letter. We must also advocate for security agencies to discharge their duty with integrity and not interfere with the electoral process on the side of any of the political parties. I must also advocate for political parties to abide by the rules of the game because most of the problems we face today has to do with the fault structures in our political parties, the undemocratic disposition of our political parties. Mm -hmm. And so it's important that the media be allowed the freedom to continue to advocate for a better democratic structure in Nigeria in order to usher in good governance. Democratic governance is actually the ultimate goal of democratic system of government. Mm -hmm. It is good governance. So without the good governance aspect of democracy, democracy cannot be sustained. Yes, so it's important that the free freedom of the press is sacrosanct and it is upheld by all assembly without interference from government. Yeah, thank you so much. And uh, from leadership, Mr. Paul, we're moving over to his sister publication, National Economy. Let's see what National Economy is saying this Friday, March 4th, 2022. No spite as lobstick challenges insecurity. Prolonged care scarcity. No respite as logistics challenges, insecurity, prolonged queue scarcity. No respite as logistics challenges, insecurity, prolonged queue scarcity. <laughs> that is on the national economic system. Honestly, we are having the challenges of long queue uh, at the filling station still persist despite assurances to the contrary. We are in a major energy crisis. Yeah. And again, this is a cumulative failure of successful governments in 1999. Uh, we've not been able to put in place infrastructure, critical infrastructure in the Orlando industry. Yeah. We can guarantee for Nigeria in our city. So right now, Nigeria's energy security is heavily challenged because we are dependent on importation of fuel. Yeah by private entities. In fact, it was during this petroleum crisis that we got to our knowledge that NMPC, contrary to the French narrative, is not actually the importer of the fuel. Mm. So NMPC is actually outsourcing their responsibility to the old importer we used to know. Mm. And it came to, it came to us almost like a shock, like a clear. It was like, so NMPC cannot even import on its own mm. without subletting this uh, outsourcing this responsibility to the regular you know, oil companies in mm. Nigeria. They have been involved in oil importation since for how long? So it, it tells you that unlike other oil producing countries, other OPEC members, whose governments are taking the lead, the lead we can prejudice to private investment. No, but governments are taking the lead mm. in providing energy services for their people by maximizing their natural endowment. Mm. Nigeria, on the contrary, is running an economic system that I do not understand where it was stopped from. You see, when we talk about government's role in business, it is for mm. avoidance of today's situation. But I'm quick to point out that after the government was involved in the past and it was done so, you can say, 
Come and positive involved in the past on the positive side. It was a disruptive involvement, corrupt involvement. I'm not saying it is not supposed to be so. From Russia to Saudi Arabia, from Qatar to the United Arab, Arab Emirates to Iran, any other country, including China, including Malaysia, right here, the governments of these countries are fully involved in exploration, processing, refining, exploitation, and marketing of petroleum products. So that they can provide energy security. Because you know that the critical building block of an economy is power and energy. So government cannot leave that entirely the hands of so-called private enterprise. We don't have the report to come in to make sure that it's available and affordable. Availability, accessibility, and affordability is what defines energy security. Now, the way other economies are structured, if you look at Gazprom, for example, Gazprom of Russia is a state-owned company, which is the company that supplies most of the gas that Europe consumes. About 40% of the gas supply to Europe comes from Gazprom. 40%. Now, Gazprom has partners in Mobile, in Chevron, in Shell. But the government still retains a majority shareholding in structure. So that most of the revenue coming from this massive exploitation of gas comes to the common corporate and not to think about the individual. I was reading yesterday that that was this cement in Obajan mm. made a net revenue of over 1.4 trillion euro. And I'm like, the budget of my state that is largely unimplemented because of that of form is over now, it's over now, it's less than 1.2 trillion euro per month. Meaning that the state government had owned that, that corporation and run it professionally as they were doing that 1.4 trillion. So we must rethink our energy policy vis a vis our economic philosophy. I want to insist today that we can't solve the problem by wishful thinking. And I'm literally that the current ambition can't talk about this matter anymore. It's already too late in the day. We want to see state governments, particularly oil producing states, mm. set up refineries. In the social development is to build refineries and it has local capacity to refine. Now, that local refinery is not enough to solve this problem because you don't buy crude at the rate of the refinery market price. And his refinery is not obliged to sell in the domestic market. So you can't afford it. So you need an industry that has government presence in order to take care of these two components. For example, in states in the Rajah Delta are able to float refineries. Mm. The federal government can approve food sales to them at discounted rates. Mm. In fact, they can even allocate blocks to them, dedicated blocks, to exploit these blocks for the purpose of refineries. They're not to export one Bind of food from this particular mm. field, you are supposed to use it completely to service your refineries so you can sell the truth at an affordable price that will be accessible and affordable to Nigerians. Mm. This is how a commerce economy should apply. But until we have this, we have this concerted effort, and everybody agrees that the government has a role to play beyond just policy, regulations, and uh, and uh, uh, what do you call it, monitoring. Mm. So, actually being a player. We will continue to have this problem. And this is my honest view. We need to have local refining capacity, and only government can make that possible. 
all over the world that has been the experience. The largest refinery in the US, I'll make an example again, the lot of Saudi Arabia, they still own company. Now, Another very large refinery in the US belongs to the Venezuelan country as, mm. as, an, as an entity. It is, and it is the trend all over the world. Yes, one part of the refineries go down, but you also have government owned refineries. Mm. The two must go hand in hand. And until we adopt that approach, we will keep going in circles. We will not be out of this problem. We've been on this road since 1999. Talking about the regulating, talking about who subsidies, that's not the issue. Mm. Subsidies is not the problem. All over the world, you must subsidize. Either education, healthcare, mm. energy, power, houses. Once you're for the citizen, it is a right of the citizen to have certain, you know, uh, uh, concession from their government. That is the reason why you have government in the first place. So the problem is not subsidy. We can't even afford to buy petrol. We want the current price. The current price is already too high. And that is why the scarcity and the slight hike in the price now has practically crippled the economy, as to speak. It has increased hardship. It has worsened it. Because we've tied our energy security to the uncertainties of the international market. Why would you be an import dependent economy in petroleum products as an oil producing country? It is a paradox, it is ironical, it is oxymoronic, and it's something that shouldn't have happened in the first place. I should be discontinued. Thank you so much for that. Let's go on the break. When we come back, we'll be looking at the other papers we have on our menu. Inside Nigeria, keeping you informed on what matters. Yes, welcome back. This is Inside Nigeria on Leadership Television. Now we discuss major news headlines and some select newspapers. And we just looked at leadership, Nigeria's most influential in the national economy. And we are moving over to the Punch newspaper. It's many. Let's see what Punch is saying. On punch headline news says governors fume over falling FAAC funds, carpet NNPC. Governors fume over falling FAC funds, carpet NNPC. NNPC not meeting FAC obligation but declaring profit, profit, oil sector OPAC firing the chairman of Nigerian Governors Forum. FEM zero remittance shows Nigeria's bankruptcy. Akiri Dulu, the governor of uh, Ondo State. Gas scarcity not abating. Governor's film over falling FAC funds, carpet NNPC. NNPC not meeting FAC obligation, but declaring profit. Oil sector OPAC, that is a governor's uh, chairman of Nigerian Governor's Forum, Fayemi. And from Akiri Dulu, that is Ondo State governor, he says, Frame Zero Remittance shows Nigeria's bankruptcy that is nnpc's remittance shows nigeria's bankruptcy the scarcity not updated it's all on punch newspaper this friday march 4 2022 the governor's over falling platform mm. is a clear indication of absolute leadership failure in this country well, i saw the story yesterday i was actually amused just like <laughs> I, mean, I don't want to cry mm to laugh nice. i don't know what to just think i i this is one of the one of the you know headlines that makes you begin to wonder <laughs> if if something is not wrong with us as a people is it the genetic problem we're having <laughs> as a race I, I'm, I'm sorry i'm black man so i can't be mm. a bit of it but something is wrong with our leadership structure mm. something is just wrong imagine governors <laughs> what about fact <laughs> oh my god 
Where, where do we start from for analyzing this issue? We are talking about facts. Meaning, from Fireme to Atelier to all of them, none of them has been able to win their states of dependency from federal allocation. Something is wrong, apparently. And that is why I'm saying that we need a new set of leadership in this country. These people, these ones, have, they have no idea. They don't know what they are doing. There are some words I don't want to use. But you, I'm sure you know the kind of words I'm talking yeah, about. These ones have no business being in power at any level. All of them, even the most eloquent among them, those who pretend to be civil society people, those who pretend, even those that are senior officers of Nigeria among them, they do not and are not supposed to be in government. Do you know why governments are still depending on fact all this while? They are not in business. Uh, they don't have any state or enterprise that they are running. What are they doing? They only collect one every month and spend. So the best of them will spend it on some infrastructure uh, and will clap. The question is, yeah. what is this state actually doing to direct money uh, beyond taxation? And you can't direct money to taxation. I keep saying it. I've said it over and over again. It is voodoo economy to think. I am not in Pamecotin uh, when uh, River State Governor Wiki took the video of that because you know some states, you saw some states like going to be begging that they will be looking yes. to be their brother's keeper. Exactly. But they don't have uh, Besides, the one we did have took uh, the case to court. Mm. To me, the fact should not be one fact. You know what I'm saying is? Tax revenue is actually. Right. But, but, all forms of tax and levy is a form of inelastic revenue. Mm. Because, you see, your fat, your fat, your tax, mm. your duties are reported, mm. your licensing fee, all depends on government spending. For all the money. It is fact that bribes all of it. Oh, yes. Government sells crude. Oh. That's the major enough for us. So could bring in the money to distribute to the state. Government spends on state contractors, pay oh. salaries, fund projects, state government to them. So the businesses are rising from this spending. Oh. Now also pay taxes. So if there is any reduction in fact, as we are saying today, tax revenue will pay the duties as well. Because there's no external yeah. stimulus by way of yeah. external inflow yeah. from any other source yeah. apart from crude oil. Okay. Now, the question is, finally, for example, what are you doing with the past agricultural potentials of the United States? How come it doesn't become a net exporter of organic EM produce that is much required in Europe and North America? How come you, as far as educated as far as can be, or is, how come Fireman has not oriented the state economy of equity instead of endowed with rich agricultural potentials to take advantage of the Agoa agreement with America or the European Partnership for Development with EU to penetrate markets with products from the state that can bring in revenue so that even if fact drops to zero, equity will not finish? Should the question should be asking. Okay, how have they cut down on their own expenses and luxuries mm -hmm. as executive governors? Mm -hmm. These are governors that should be staying in their states to do what? To think, soil their hands by working mm -hmm. to grow the economy. Guess what? Most of them are always in Abuja, attend one political meeting or the other. Mm -hmm. It's just cataloged that a state chairman of a war-torn state like Yubi is the chairman, is the state governor like a war-torn. State like Europe is the government, is the chairman of APC, and then to fight it, they are getting to the capital APC 
I don't understand how you cannot turn around to come and open your, you know, to express kind of shocking concern. When none of you are sitting down in your states to work hard to grow the economy, none of you. I said the only state that I've seen that is making giant strides in this regard is Aquaibo, with its airline and other state owned enterprises. Today, Aquaibo airline has become the preferred airline. Most people is they are much more like even the hundred percent. If they can sustain this and do the time, that is the major revenue earner for Aquaibo. On a scale that was surprised, what they did for fact. This is what every state should be doing. Imagine a state like rivers. Um, Instead of which they're fighting for water revenue, um, they should build a refinery in that state that will sell refined products and make money. Go and build refineries. If I didn't fly over, it's, it's perfect. Build refineries, please. You should be refining products in that state, petrochemical products and all other ancillary hydrocarbon uh, 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 derivatives, so that you can use that to grow your revenue. Imagine if rivers. Is contributing even if it's one billion dollars of petrol to Nigeria a year. You don't want to, you don't want that to bring it back to that state. Try to buy us Delta, Aquaibo, Edo, Imo, Abia, these are all producing states. Abia State, for example, is one state that has endowments in terms of the human capital. People that have the capability to convert, you know, raw materials to finish garments and food. Uh, what is the state government doing to harness this? What are they doing? I'm not going to go like uh uh they come to another state. Uh Professor Solido. We need to show Solido we have to offer because if Solido feels as government like this other people, then they have to lose up in democracy. Because it means even the best of our best are not able to govern democratically in a manner that will yield good governance. And their company security and welfare of citizens. So it means that Nigerians will begin to question the very essence of the workers. Since 1999, no government in Nigeria has been able to become less dependent on fact. I think it's an embarrassing situation. I think it's a shame. A lot of our crime and you offer them, you should not bury their heads in shame. It is very shameful. Fact, to my fact, at this point in time, two million dollars per day, uh, oil revenue. For 200 million people, it is, it is, it is unfortunate. It's really unfortunate. It's heartbreaking, honestly. It is that I don't go. That was that our governors have no, that there's no way out of this lockdown. It's not clear. We are just sharing the national I heard the governor, I think among them, he made the most point in his reaction to this. Rather than complain, he said something. He said, the national cake has been overshared. Now we need to begin to bake. That is the most progressive statement as much of the government following by just one individual. And it's been my consistent position, either here or in the government being, that we are oversharing the national thing. There's no cause that survives on sharing. It's not possible. You survive on productivity. And what I'm saying, we need potently an integrated national economic plan that ties every component part of Nigeria to an export competitive economy that can bring in revenues to the mango plantations mm. of Benue, bring in revenues to the potato farms in Plateau, bring in revenues to the industries of Ampa, of Newi, mm. bring in massive flocks of 
shopping tourists into the market of Onisha. We, we have to do this. This is something we need to the do. Market of hides and skin from Abia. We need to Abia and export it to and what I got into the West Africa market. I bring it. Away. We need to do all of this, and it starts with a deliberate and purposeful government policy. But six to first, unite us around the common cause. Around this common cause, that's what competing with. We need to unite. We need the leadership that can bring us together and say, look, let us start fighting ourselves over this major thing. It's time to come together and increase this so that when time decides to increase and we share from it, it will be enough as we are still making more. As we are still making more. So it's unfortunate that nobody is thinking yet. And that's why, if, if you ask me about the next I'll tell you the agenda is for us to unite for the purpose of competing globally. That, that is the agenda for what? We even if you bring all the money from crude oil sales, it cannot sustain us. It's not enough. It is not. It is not. Especially in a country that is as corrupt as Nigeria. Even the available, the very few that's available, people will sell themselves to it before dispersing the others. So we need to grow the size. So governors should be thinking, let me tell you, you don't need restructuring for governors for states to develop. You don't need it. No. I don't know how that the last encumbrance to development in the states may have been moved by the industrial assembly. States cannot generate, transmit, and distribute power. Yes. So no more excuse. Mm -hmm. Even though it could be through the NIPP before, but it's now a bit more complicated. This is that you can you can you can take control of electricity and your railways. Wow. Yes. Let us start from there. Even airports, is now on the reserve of like, my, my, my dear sister, even before now, state government has the most important capital of economic activity, the most important, the most fundamental, which is land. Mm. Government has control of land constitutionally. With that, no state should have complained. Land. Land administration is very the only thing that the government has control of what is the native the land, most of it is the resources. But you see, land, even land, even a barren land is useful. Yes, even a barren land. The governors are not thinking because every month, they don't confirm. So I've advocated that they need to think about constitution, to stop park allocation. Because if I have here, you know, get fat every other month, I think they would have been forced to leave the state for good and know how to think. To wealth, or they will be forced to think properly. But because everybody has four or five billion, even if this uh, not for you just come to a I got it, so they can afford to no, be every single up and down. That is why I'm bringing now the issue of uh, the electoral amendment. Do you think it has a correlation between uh, the, the law that we have in place now? It's good government. It's it's it will be able to help to bring yeah, because now Nigerians must be properly guided. Very, very important. Now, what all this question is going on? I think one of the reasons why Chinese and Chinese are spending power in the Any country that decides not to be united and involve a national identity, we are in relationship with circumstances. And we allow ourselves to be divided among tribal and religious lines. This is what we get. What is sustaining this set of incompetent advice for capacity? Actually, embrace identity politics. If Nigeria should sit down, we go and put on the travel, and we must sit down and be talking about governance. People have said, 
In residency, political parties have a role to play. If indeed they are serious, um, it's their responsibility to mobilize them there now. What's the next election? To begin to align their individual economic interests yeah. with their democratic choices. How do I mean about this today? Ordinarily, you are not eligible to We are supposed to actually go to where we live yeah. and participate in the politics of where we live. Yeah. No, we pay taxes, we have a work, so that we can sort of Now that I voted for you, what I want is my taxes should be used to construct road from here to here, to improve my electricity and my security. Mm. That's what I'm voting for you. So I'm not going to take money from you, I don't need this. I'm not going to. Well, I'll donate money to you if you need, if you need so I want you to improve my economy. Now, until Nigeria begins to align the interest with the democratic choices in this manner, we will still have this political. The draw has to be ineffective. But if you wait along driver lines, it will be free and fair. But you trust leaders that are only concerned about how to cover a corner the, the general force for certain political interests. I'll come back again and cry. So I've told people that came to me that I should example. I should cover this guy and join politics. As lecturers, whether you're house, whether you're evil, Muslim, Christian, Yoruba, anybody you are. But Ashu is down a new tribe. So if Ashu is interested in this thing that we purchased in 2009, Ashu should make all Ashu members to vote for a candidate along these ideals in block, as it should be a block vote for a particular party of candidates. So Ashu should sit down with the leading contenders and say, look, this is what we want you to do for us. And when you have commitment with any of them and you satisfy, Ashu should even remove. Pretty penny from their salary and support the candidate. Remember, you know, it's big worth money. Mm. So, you all need to do that and prevent this. If the American Association does the same thing, the Guild of Editors do the same, NUJ does the same, Mechanic Association does the same, everybody down says, so look, I think your policy aligns more with us. We want you to do this, I agree to do this, and we agree. And we all align like this. Policy should not be to reflect issues. And there will be less pressure on the political aspirants themselves to go and be looking for money to buy food. But actually, that problem is identity politics has a reward system that is just patronage. And what is patronage? In simple terms, I want to contest an election, for example. If you're my tribe's one, I use my tribe to approach you. Mm. And you know that sort of tribe, they will oppress us. So I have to come and tell them to our tongue. You support me because of that. Even if you are in Abuja as an electoral opportunity, you, you, you will go you will go home and support this political interest. And come and see that it's for us. How does it work? Now, for they will not bring money. For those that are in the other side, that will not be on top, I will have to buy them over. I go to the political parties, I'll purchase delegates as a high bidder emerge. All of these protests, I need to be put on fact now. We don't know what I need to be put this on fact. Mm -hmm. But if I come and say, look, I have a plan, a bank, a bank with a plan. Mm -hmm. I don't look at it. I don't collateral, but no one will fund it. Plan. That's how politics is run in developed economies. Come to a plan that is integrated, that is that carries everybody, puts on the table. I look at it. I look at the alternative. Two good plans. But if I feel that this is much more realistic, mm -hmm. I will vote for it. So and in voting for it, I will not expect you to give money. What I'm voting is good governance as a reward. But you come to me and tell me it is not all. So I think if you win now, even if you are talking, we give me commission as yes. 
So if you give me that confusion now, I see it as my reward. Working for you. So I'll come back to bring that ministry to my personal activity. Yes. I'm bringing my friends and that's family and contractors. I will stop every available space that place with my own political supporters. And they'll be there thinking that, well, this is their own share too. Or this is their own reward for also working for me, work for you. So they will work for government, they work for themselves, and chain continues like that. You know, the scenario you just described, you know, that's what this bread, what this post workers that you talk about. People don't it's, know, that's what, that's yeah, what it that's is. What, no, because the previous uh, governor or yes. uh, uh, leader in place would yes. have also packed his people. It's a same thing. So they, when the other comes and he will not say, no, I want to scream, they are ghost workers. That's the only reward yes, system. So that, yes, they don't work, the employee will just, okay, they put them on the payroll. Put them on the payroll. Because the state is not productive. Each state was productive. You will still employ more people because you will now have a need to employ because there's something coming in. Imagine, for example, again, go to places like Rivers or even Dango Tate in Kogi. If Dango if Kogi was able to float 10 cement factories along the border of the bed that is rich in limestone, 10 state owned with partnerships, like Dango Tate can be there, but maybe Kogi will have 51% share, for example. And all of these 10 factories are supplies in over Nigeria. And exporting. Do you know the quantum of jobs that this will create uh, in the value chain? So the jobs we are stopping people for that are not doing anything will not be employed productively to increase the pay for more employment in a sustainable manner. But they're not thinking. Nobody is thinking about this. As we go to this election, the same issue is what is on the table. Whose turn is it? Whose tribe? Which religion? This sort of things. And if you look at countries like Nigeria now. The had similar problem or still having a similar problem. It ended in state failure. It ended in state failure from Sudan to Rwanda, not before to to well, Rwanda to uh, Lebanon to Afghanistan, uh, Iraq. Name it. Even India is having this problem. So I guess India potentials in the world. India has a, a, a divided identity. Muslims on one side, Indians. Mm -hmm. So India having that problem because they will not be able to, you know, really, really evolve into an African society. Why well, India is still as poor as it is. So we need to we we we, we need to move beyond this level. We're like the operating at the level that is just slightly above animalistic thinking. Yes. Slightly is we're not we are not too different from lesser animals. We need, lead, we need leadership, but but the people themselves must set up agenda. You know, for so long. You know, that is why my attention is always on the youth. You know, the youth they are the majority in yes. the population. Yes. Just, because I don't think there's. You see what they did with NSAS protest as they all came to. Do you know how NSAS collapsed? Yes. Irrespective of tribe, Thank you. religion. Somebody, somebody saw that and collapsed it. Mm. NSAS was a very successful movement. It was. It was not violent. It was not violent. On the first Friday of NSAS, we saw Muslims praying to Mark Skitters, Mountain Death. That was all. Those who are holding on said that this should not be allowed to continue. First, what to the most, all one of them are After I put you that protest, it's haram. And then they demonized Aisha Yusuf so much. I wonder how that woman survived the mental trauma. Trust, trust I'm saying that singularity of mind. So, so, so the people that are supposed to have encouraged that. It's okay. Now in this point, now that these children have actually united, let us allow yes. them to continue this unity towards the election. They took it to introduce tribalism and religion. 
and bring the right. But something happened. Yes, most doctors pulled out of SS. SS didn't happen in the north. But something happened in the north. As long as happened in the south, the invasion of white houses went carry through. Oh yes. Because hunger in the south is common hunger in the north. That's no. That's no religion. That's no religion. So you saw, you saw, Mr. Bush is cooperating to loot. It was that right actually where the crisis was. That right you saw that was true. Mm. Because when people are busy eating their rice, you know they forget about the height to subside them until now again. So what am I saying? Next That's you need to. You need a political party now to mobilize along that line. Yes. To to reenact that as a look mm. as youth. We have a common destiny. Yes. But unfortunately, we don't we don't your see, hands we don't see a charismatic figure in the political opposition that can do this. All over the world, you need such charismatic figures to mobilize the base. Before 2015, Jovoman Buhari, that was the most charismatic. Oh, and uh, his own, but all that his own mobilization was a bit narrow and parochial. Uh. So he used this. Uh, uh, Narrow dominance, you know, to come to power, uh, and so it would divide us more. You see, when Narendra Modi of India is also dividing India along yeah. Hindu Muslim lines, so we've not had any other person apart from him in Germany. A lot of young guys came up, not had the charisma and the knowledge, the deep knowledge based and understanding of this yeah. issue to be able to bring our messages. And galvanize. Mm. No, none of them was able yes. to achieve. They are not able to even as we speak. None yeah, of them. None of them. In other countries, look at Zelensky of Ukraine. Zelensky was a young man. He was able to move. He, he was charismatic. But before he became presidency, it was speculated that he was the most popular person and he should contest. He was he was charismatic. Even as a commander, even as an entertainer. In Pakistan, uh, Imran Khan was an international sports figure, a celebrity of sorts. So he used that character to mobilize his opposition. Look at Malema in South Africa. He's currently building his base up. Yes, he may be a bit radical and off the course because he is dealing with issues of race. We don't have such issues there. So all we need is somebody who is articulate, somebody who is realistic, somebody who has what it takes to galvanize a part Nigerian movement around his own vision for the development of Nigeria. We've not seen it. Yeah, you're not, not like that in Ghana. Obama was like that in America. Yes, yes. So you, you, need, you need that figure. People will follow. People want good governance. The problem is some of them don't know what good governance entails on how to grab and how to grab it. So it requires a, a leadership of some sort. All over the world, revolutions are led by such leaders. In the case of Nigeria, what you need is a democratic revolution of this. Mobilize Nigerians to vote for the right cause. So we, we, we need to have somebody set out this template clearly. Unfortunately, the big parties are not doing that, but they are already enjoying that. Yeah, so they don't need to So we expected that the UN parties, <laughs> beginning from, from yesterday, not even today, today was late, but not too late. We should start seeing this movement, and I'm sure Nigerians will follow. You may not win all in the first instance, but what you do is, when you win one or two states, or the women of two cities, for example, I had expected for these new parties to have targeted within AMAC. You know why? Uh, I've got the population of radio educated in the 1980s. So uh, it is easy to go door to door and campaign strongly for a set of ideas they want to implement in Abuja. 
that will improve our lives using whatever comes to our mind. And how you can, you know, it's easy to convince an educated mind of. So they would have invented selection and used AMAC as an example yes. of what they tend to do when they get to power. So, but then you run AMAC for the next six months to one year, oh. and people in AMAC see clear changes, clear turn around. I mean, you go to Lubwe, you go to all AMAC areas, and you start seeing road people, and then AMAC going the road. Oh. You don't need too much thought anymore for that to do that. What we've done here, you yeah, can replicate. But then you win a member of House of Reps. And another member goes to House of Reps and refuses to partake in corruption. Refuses. They go for they're going for oversight function. He doesn't accept money from the person that goes to Versailles for that logistics or accommodation. He goes down with a small bag, attend the function, enter night bus, and don't forget that. But then people know that uh, this led lawmakers, this is the attitude. Most people want to have solar measures in their constituencies. And before you know what, over time, you have a comprehensive change from this one dollar, over part to the next one. But unfortunately, this is not happening. And there's no purpose of it happening for now. But we'll keep up with the role of the players in their partition line. People like you to public affairs and that's the only thing we need to do. Yes, from uh, the first newspaper, we move over to the last people we have on our menu this morning, and that is Vanguard. Vanguard says Abakari faces dismissal by police, trial by NDLA. Abakari faces dismissal by police, trial by NDLA. Police move to dismiss Abakari before extradition. Extradition to provide him opportunity to clear himself. Source NDLA files eight hand charge against him, sees others. Honestly, the Abakari story. Well, I was never so impressed, though, by so much on social media. I believe that you see, the police force should be a compact force. And no individual should be still taking the glory for the function of an institution, especially a security agency. I believe that what we want to see that police deficient is as simple as that. And then at the end of his career, uh, because he would have been rewarded internally, you know, promotions, medals, commendations, crying awards. I think at the end of his retirement, it will now come to light that hey, this period though, that we used to have, those actually worked. So people actually did. So thank you. But while they are still in service, I don't particularly support the idea of sending out an officer for credit. I don't really, I think it's the structure of the system. And unfortunately, this guy actually scammed the local to think that was super cool. And the media, because we are a set of heroes in Nigeria, the media was quick to want to celebrate one good egg among so many rotten eggs in the basket. And what did we do? We ended up promoting Abakari as a super cool. And under that call of super cool, the guy appointed committed a lot of atrocities. When I watched the video of his drug transaction with the NBA undercover, it tells you of somebody that had been criminal and an experienced dog bound but had a new price of the actors by ground to read the market. So they had money. Meaning yeah. he is well connected in the drug cartel. Do you also see it as a failure of uh, the system? That he ever carry represents because we always have situations. For instance, during the notorious uh, anime 
notorious arm robber in Benin, they do still then. It was also a, a police officer, Yamu. Yeah. Let, let me now. 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 Let me the senator, the senator elected above the culture, the culture. I won't talk about it this morning, incidentally. I've also disturbed that. So, this ability to defend institutions. I sent a video to a senior military officer. He said, Has it gotten to this level? When recruitment do defense agencies, defense mm. apparatus, mm. it's done by the commission by the senator. But it has been the case of the Nigerian police work and general citizens. It comes back to the reason the patriotism of the Nigerian laws. You see, Nigeria, I've been in the Assembly once. I was in the Senate office. When they called Kevin Nigeria, they had five slots in the Senate for police recruitment. I told them, okay, I am not supposed to I'm not just, you know, people, you know, one of my brothers, I want to be sent to one of the police officers. They really called them. I went to them. I went to them. But it does you something. I only call somebody that I knew was my friend and my close associate. And not in my work, not a job. I want to know what I'm doing. I'm what the friend is going to do. I'm going to police force today. That person didn't want to be police force. He called the police to petrol in the worst system. Hey, he's, he loses, he owes allegiance to me uh, and my ethnic group because he believed that I put him there. Uh-huh. Now, what that person will do, among many other things, he could want. I can call him at any time today and I will get, I will influence, obstruct justice because of his influence. Uh, okay. I can even escape justice. So many, somebody said that there's uh, so many abacari in. Oh, it's beyond system failure. Yeah. It's Nigeria's failure. Yeah. So, so that person will do anything I want. No matter how much I feel like I'm a manager, I will call him. Yes. That's what you're about. It will do to them. Now, it goes beyond love sometimes. When he gets something wrong, he cannot collect bribe a mass uh, to overlook certain things or condone because that money also needed to take back home to certain medical bills. Because it is rather as a big man, you have to put in the police, I shall go into the back home to show the effort that this man helped you to do. So, from contract inflation, from all sorts of corrupt practices, it now sometimes degenerate to something like what I'm carrying here. So this is okay now. And you have been arrested. After the will be destroyed. Would it not be destroyed? We destroy them. So they'll destroy one of those let's sell it and use dummies. This is a very normal occurrence in the security system. It is not something that is seen as a big deal. It's normal. Normal. So it's normal for example to see a young police officer in DC living in a very big mansion and nobody questions that the salary cannot buy himself. You see that this is opportunity this time. But rather people will struggle to take it to that same position that made him able to buy mansion. Normal is a normal life. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm well, love it idea see my brother is a police force. He doesn't have good posting. Uh. But if you don't want a good posting, security agency. So what I can do is not something that is actually our so abnormal. 
Uh, no, 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 no. This is the normal. This is the this is the normalized abnormality across the country, across all systems. People profit. People have converted their responsibilities in government. It's not as if nobody serving the government. Nobody all the country, nobody. And it's down on the head. Down. So it's not it's not anybody's uh, nobody's immune from this, honestly. So what this should do for us as a country is a wake up call. There are many other carries in the political. More other carries than one. More, many more, many more. And the other carries everywhere in all fields of public life. It is a symptom of the dysfunctionality of the Nigerian state. When you have a country where sharing is enough, Abakari is simply having himself full by converting that same place to his own institute. What Abakari is doing? Somebody told me that when he went to Parliament, but then they went. And it's not Abakari. You need to see how popular Abakari is. Very popular. This program is brought to you by Leadership Podcast from the stable of Leadership Media Group.